Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Survive and Thrive, a podcast that brings you stories and perspectives on how in changing times, leaders and organizations can not only transform to survive, but also thrive. As a quick recap, last season, we focused on change management and helping our listeners understand how to positively influence the change they want to see in their organization. In this season, our fourth season, we hope to focus on some of the important aspects facing many organizations that are navigating all of these changes, specifically around the future of work. How can organizations create a sense of belonging, help their leaders navigate hybrid workplaces, proactively foster diversity, and consider things like personalized employment, and really help employees connect to purpose in their work. We plan to do this by exploring central topics around creating healthy culture and how we can make the future of work even more impactful. We'll talk to various leaders and provide our own perspectives on what's happening out there, what companies are doing, what we're hearing from our clients, how we can all collectively put some ideas forward that really can unleash the magic of the organization. For today's episode, I'd like to speak directly about workplace inclusion. While it was a hot topic in 2021, I want to examine why it's important if we're accomplishing anything in 2022. Before we go any further, I want to establish a couple of things. We don't want to attain an inclusive workplace because it's trendy. We want to attain an inclusive workplace because it's the right thing to do and it benefits everyone involved but more on that in a bit. So let's talk about what an inclusive workplace actually is. What does it feel like? An inclusive workplace is one in which everyone's voice is heard and respected. It's where employees feel like they belong regardless of age, race, gender, sexual orientation, and ability. Diversity and inclusion often get lumped together despite their differences. A diverse workplace might look like equal representation in the employees. However, your organization could be diverse without being inclusive. Attaining diversity loses its meaning when the employees are rarely heard and potentially disrespected. An inclusive workplace goes beyond diversity. It's an organization that fosters connection and community. Verna Myers, diversity advocate, says it best. Diversity is being invited to the party. Inclusion is being asked to dance. You see, inclusion allows and encourages all to contribute. People of color, women, women of color, LBGTQ people, and those with disabilities. This contribution and participation from various backgrounds uplifts everyone, employees and organizations alike. But don't just take my word for it. Let's look at the numbers. A Deloitte survey found that companies with inclusive cultures were six times more likely to be innovative and six times more likely to anticipate change and respond accordingly. Now, if there's anything this can point to, the past two years have taught us a lot about change and the ability to navigate change and the difference between failing and flying in hard times. However, this innovation can be measured in success. Companies with inclusive workplace cultures were two times more likely to meet or exceed financial targets. According to research conducted by Limeade Institute and Artemis, 
inclusive workplaces are eight times more likely to see business outcomes that are better overall. Accenture found in 2018 that companies that hire and support people with disabilities earned on average 28% higher revenue, 30% higher economic profit margins, and two times the net income. An inclusive culture doesn't just benefit the organization. The wealth and the health spreads to the employees as well. The concept of inclusion may feel a bit fuzzy or, for some, uncomfortable. To some, it's not something we can always pin down. But let's flip it around. Have you ever been in a workplace that made you feel unappreciated, disrespected, and excluded? It may have gotten to the point where it was even toxic. What did you do then? What does anyone do? They become miserable and eventually leave. And that's exactly what Harvard Business Review found in conducting research on diversity and inclusion. They found that employees who are able to bring their whole selves to work are 42% less likely to say they intend to leave their job within a year. The Limeade Institute and Artemis had similar findings and more. They discovered that employees who feel included are 43% more committed to their company. They show this commitment in being 28% more engaged and on average intend to stay at their company three times longer. So, an inclusive culture leads to more engaged and committed employees and more profitable companies. There truly are no downsides to encouraging and fostering diversity and inclusion. The real question is, are you? Unfortunately, maybe not. Although most of us value diversity and inclusion, the reality is many workplaces are still exclusive. Deloitte found that across the globe, only 12% of organizations have reached the criteria for being fully inclusive. In 2020, 57% of employees believe their company should do more to increase diversity. On the other side of this coin, 41% of managers state that they're too busy to begin any kind of diversity and inclusion strategies and initiatives. Too busy? That's kind of a lame excuse. The sense of belonging or lack thereof may extend further than you think. While 70% of men are satisfied with their organization's decision-making process, only 40% of women are. A study published by the Administrative Science Quarterly found that minorities who whitened their resume, quote-unquote, by eliminating any references to race, were asked to interview more. Another study conducted in Chicago and Boston sent in equally strong resumes with white-sounding names and names typically associated with Black culture to the same help-wanted ads. Candidates in the Black population received 50% less callbacks compared to their white counterparts. For women of color, the numbers are unfortunately even more dire. For the past three years, only 4% of C-suite leaders are women of color, according to the Women in the Workplace report from McKinsey and Learning Org. Even then, representation isn't the only facet to this problem. 41% of senior-level African Americans 20% of senior-level Asians, 
and 18% of senior-level Hispanics hesitate to sponsor someone of the same gender or ethnicity out of fear it would be viewed as giving them special treatment. The truth of the matter is that inclusion must permeate the culture so much that diversity is possible. However, we're now at a crossroads. With the world work disrupted by COVID, we have had the opportunity to restructure. As we come back into the new norms of working, we can come into a different kind of work environment. Many of us want and may even advocate for diversity and inclusion. I believe that. But for a lot of us, especially leaders, we have to get uncomfortable in order for that to happen. Fostering an inclusive workplace forces us to have moments where we need to examine ourselves with honesty and critique. Even more so than that, it forces those in the norm to confront their own biases. However, as we swing into 2022, diversity and inclusion is not only beneficial, but a necessity for employees and companies alike. Diversity and inclusion in the workplace is a complex and considerable challenge. It will take all of us participating to make sure everyone can participate. So if you're looking to hear more on this topic, check out our blog post on our website, consinityus.com. There we go over some actionable steps you can take as a leader to make it happen. Thank you everyone for listening and joining our episode of Survive and Thrive podcast this week. Remember, at Consinity, we empower the conscious leader to realize positive and sustainable change. Until next time, don't just survive, thrive. Take care.